So it's it's more than just getting views. It's you know, okay, once once they watch the video, what is the action you want them to take? What's the next step that you need them to take after the watching the video? So it may not be a sale, it may not be a conversion, but it may be they then download something or they register for an event or they donate money. In this episode, we're taking video marketing back to the basics. As I sit down with fellow video producer and video marketer Jeff Anderson, author of the book Watch Me Now. This is episode 115 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Let's get into it. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today as I bring on a fellow Australian video producer and video marketing strategist, Jeff Anderson from Sonic Sight in Sydney. Australia. But before we get into today's chat with Jeff, where we're going to take things back to the basics and look at best practice for video marketing, I want to share an exciting opportunity that's coming very soon for you, the listeners of this podcast. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you will have heard about my flagship online video strategy blueprint course. And I'm excited to say that the doors to the course are opening again at the end of this week. So if you're a video producer or a video marketer creating video content for your clients and you understand the need to be a better video strategist so you get better results for your clients and help your clients actually get return on investment for the videos that you create, or if you're interested in exploring the idea of becoming a video strategist to help clients do better video more effectively, then this course is for you. The absolute best way to find out more about the course is to make sure that you're on my email list. And the best way to do that is to get on the early access wait list for the course by going to onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com before the 23rd of October. Because if you're on the wait list before the 23rd of October, 2019, you will get an exclusive opportunity to jump into the course early before the doors open on the 25th of October. And there will be a significant discount offered to you if you're on that early wait list. So if you're interested, just head on over to onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com and more information will be coming soon. So into my chat now with Jeff Anderson. Now, Jeff has worked on video productions throughout Australia and New Zealand, Singapore and the US. He's a video producer, he's a cameraman, an editor, a director and a scriptwriter, and now a video marketer. Jeff is the author of Shoot Me Now, his first book, which was all about making videos to boost business. And most recently, he's come out with his second book, which is called Watch Me Now, which is all about leveraging videos to maximize your return on investment. And in today's episode, I wanted to bring Jeff on to just bring things back to the basics for our listeners and the idea of what are some of the best practices that we need to be implementing in order to do better video marketing for business. 
And what we're actually going to do in this episode is kind of riff together myself and Jeff on his 10 tips that he shares within his book. And I know you're going to get a lot of value out of this, so I can't wait to share this with you. And let's just get on with the chat with Jeff Anderson from Sonic Sight. Jeff Anderson, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me, Ben. Really appreciate having a chance to catch up and chat. Absolutely. And it's great to have another Australian-based video strategist here on the show with me today. And I know we align on a lot of things in the way that we operate in our businesses. And the conversation we're going to have today is going to provide a lot of value to our listeners as well, particularly if they're just starting out thinking more strategically with video for their business. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's conversation, Jeff, can you give us a bit of a backstory on what led you into the world of video and what you do today in your business, Sonic Sight? Uh, well, the short version is uh, I fell into a business with a mate of mine who used to be a technical director at Channel 9. And um, so we just started making videos and I just found I loved it. You know, I got into it and it was it was a lot of fun. I found I, I picked up the editing fairly intuitively and, and liked that. And then I, you know, I, I very much learnt on the fly. I've been doing this since our company started in 93. And um, it, it took me a while to actually accept the fact that I was a video producer because I hadn't gone to TAFE and I hadn't gone to college and I hadn't done the things that my business partner had done. But after about 10 years or so, I, I looked around and I thought, well, actually, I could teach this stuff at TAFE. So perhaps I just need to own it and get on with it and do it. Um, and so after about 20 years, I wrote my first book, uh, Shoot Me Now, Making Videos to Boost Business, which is really, it was when people were, it was about six years ago, people were starting to wake up to the power of video. And so that was very much unpacking the tools you'd need. And then recently, I've just written my, my latest book, which was launched uh, a month or two ago, which is, uh, which is Watch Me Now, about leveraging your videos. Because step one, as you know, is to have a video, but step two is to make sure it's working for you, that you're getting traffic, you're getting engagement, and more importantly, you're getting people to take the necessary action that you want them to take after watching the video. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because it's just not enough these days just to do video for the sake of doing video. And listeners to this podcast know my stance on this very strongly. Without a strategy, then your videos are potentially well, they're, they're probably not going to return on investment and that's what it should all be about is the ROI of video marketing. Um, and this is where the conversation we're going to have today is going to get people thinking more strategically about their videos as they start out. So, But you've been, well, that's like more than 35 years in the industry, right? <laughs> no, no, so, 20, 20, 25, 30, oh, there's 20. My, there's my yeah, maths kind of yeah. failing me. You used to be a teacher? <laughs> yeah, not a maths teacher. All right, so 25, <laughs> but a long time, right? And you would have yeah. seen a lot of changes in the industry in that time. So, you know, if you were to kind of, you know, identify for me some of those those big changes, the significant shifts that you've seen in the time that you've been producing video for businesses, what, what are those things? Uh, look, I think uh, certainly the obvious one is the proliferation that we have these days, you know, um, and I look back, you know, 25 years ago, who were our audience? What, we were making VHS tapes, which people would have as archives, basically, of, of centenary celebrations or it would be a, a corporate video that would go for 15 minutes and they'd cram somebody into a boardroom and bore them with this really long 
duration video and, you know, they, they quantified um, value by the duration of the video, you know, the longer, mm. the more yeah. valuable it was. Um, so, of course, these days it's, it's short and sharp. It's, it's everywhere and the, the access to, you know, a high-definition camera in your pocket has made the barriers to entry. They've just disappeared now. So it's easier than ever to make videos. It's also easier than ever to make poor-quality videos. Uh, so it's, 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 you know, important to make sure you, you get a few of the basics right to, um, to have the impact that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So your book, Watch Me Now, is all about that idea of, you know, leveraging the video content that you have and using it in the right ways online so that you actually get that return on investment, as we've mentioned there. And I want to break down for you in in chapter three of your book, you actually have 10, I guess I would position them as, as must do tips for people who are thinking more strategically about the videos that they're creating in their business. So I want to break these down for you. And I encourage people to grab a copy of the book and where you go a lot deeper into a lot of this stuff as well. And we'll, we'll shout out at the end of this episode, how you can get a copy of the book as well. So you, uh, you've got these 10 tips. Um, Let's go through one by one and see what we can unpack for our, for our listeners. Um, So the first tip is start quickly. Can you talk to me about, about that? What do you mean by start quickly when it comes to your videos? Look, I, I wrote about that because I've, I have clients who want to have these long drawn out logos, animations going on to put their brand all over it. And I don't know, with, you know, with, I think most people these days, if they have to wait more than three seconds to get into what the video is about, you've lost them, they've gone. Um, so you need to hook people very quickly with what the video is about and capture their attention and then get into it. As far as your branding goes, you, you don't need that as much these days because the video is going to appear on a Facebook page which has already got your branding on it, around it. It's going to have some text messaging around it. It's going to appear on a YouTube channel, on your website, on an email signature. It's going to appear somewhere where it's already clear who the video is from. So that branding, you can put it at the end. You can put it as a, a lower frame super or a, um, a watermark on the video, but you don't need it up the front to tell everybody who you are like it's a movie opening where they're going to be sitting in the cinema anyway, not going anywhere. That's not the audience you're dealing with. You're dealing with an audience who is impatient. Attention is so important. You have to grab it. We made a video for a client. Um, they had, uh, it, was, it was, we work a lot with private schools and uh, they wanted to do a welcome video to some families that were coming to, they were families who were in year six and they were coming to an event to welcome them so that they might sign up in year seven. And so they had these people on their database, about 190 of them, and they wanted to convert as many of those into enrolments because there's a natural attrition. They shop around different schools and they end up going somewhere else. So they knew if they could get them to the welcome day, they'd had maximum impact and maximum chance of converting them. And they said, let's make a video to welcome them. And I said, well, let's take it up one step more and let's personalize each video. So let's address it. So the first thing that people hear, the first two words is, hi, Abigail. So they get a personalized video for each girl that's that's coming to the school. So that's what I mean about start quickly. And these families were just blown away with it because this is a smaller school. They couldn't compete with some of the bigger ones, but what they could compete with was their point of difference, which was the, the personal attention they give to the girls. So starting quickly, getting straight to it, capturing their attention, really important. You don't have time these days to waste with it. The sooner you can get onto it, the, the more impact your video is going to have and the more chance you've got of retaining the audience. 
Absolutely. I love that. And in last week's episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, I chatted with George B. Thomas um, all about personalized video. So if you haven't listened to that, then go back and, and have a listen to that. Um, Jeff, you wouldn't have heard that yet because it's not out as, as of the time <laughs> of this recording. Um, but yeah, definitely go back and have a listen to that. It was really a really great chat with George. Um, and when you think about that idea of starting quickly, it's, I think it's all about that idea of we're not making video for us as a business. What we're making videos for is for our audience. So if we think from our audience perspective, what do they want to hear? What do they care about? And you're right, they don't care about our fancy animated logo, which is really just a vanity thing, right? <laughs> the only people who care about your logo is yourself. Really, yeah. at the end of the day, no one else cares. And, you know, what colour it is, what font you're using, it, it really doesn't matter. Yes, if they can identify it, great. But, you know, for, for smaller business, unless you're a, a Google or an Apple or an Amazon, you know, and even them, you know, Google changes it every few years. People don't care. They don't care what, you know, how they've tweaked the font a little bit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So your first tip, start quickly. Love it. Yeah. Next, um, you talk about getting creative. Yeah, so um, find a way to, to grab their interest. So like I said, you know, using somebody's name in the introduction, personalising is certainly an example of that. Um, you might want to think of offering something that's contrary to what people are used to hearing. So give them something that's totally uh, out there in terms of what they might expect to pique their interest and to grab their attention. And then, and then explain what you really mean or how that, you know, can be resolved. So, yeah, just look for different ways. Sometimes it can just be uh, some fast, you know, um, cuts uh, over 10 seconds of different things that quickly grab their attention of, of something that's, that's going to be previewed and, and tell them some more information. So, yeah, look at different ways that are going to, rather than just a straight talking head or whatever, but what's, what other ways can you do it to quickly capture their attention? Some bright text on screen might be an example as well. Yeah, I love that. And that's, it's again, reiterating that importance of that hook, the opening three to five seconds of your video, the opening frames of your video, really. And, and I often talk about the idea of injecting visual hooks into the start of your videos, particularly when used on these autoplay, uh, you know, in-feed video platforms like Facebook, mm. Instagram, and so on, LinkedIn as well. And, you know, if you can, even if it is a talking head video, be creative. Start with something that's going to capture the attention visually. Maybe you're wearing a funny hat or you're in a strange environment or, um, you know, something unexpected is happening that makes people stop their scroll, right? And I think, yeah, applying creativity there is is very important. Love it. And certainly a challenge with, uh, yeah, with your Facebook feed is it's just scrolling past you. If you can, if you can get people to stop, you're, you know, you're, you're halfway there. That's the goal, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, Number three, your tip number three is look your best. Tell us about that, Jeff. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're presenting on camera yourself, you, that that's, video is going to hang around for a while and it really you really want to showcase yourself in your best light. So, you know, I've done some videos for mates and stuff and they turn up in a T-shirt and it's like, no, 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 you, this is, you're going to try to impress people here. I know, you know, you're comfortable coming to see me, but this isn't what you want, how you want to portray yourself. So... I encourage people to dress as if they're seeing their best client, um, how that would look. So these days, ties are not really in fashion, but, you know, maybe it might be a jacket and a nice shirt or a nice blouse for a lady. Um, obviously, for women, they, they often uh, want to worry about makeup, and so they should. Um, men, we're a little easier to please in that regard. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, make sure you're, you're – 
looking clean, neat, and and highly presentable, hair done properly, and all that sort of stuff. Because it's going to hang around, so you want it to you want to be you know pleased with it when you see it out there, and not be looking at it thinking, oh, I wish I'd ironed the shirt, or I wish I'd done my hair. Yeah, absolutely. And so, what do you say to people? Because we get this sometimes where uh, people want to. I know you say you know dress your best and for your for your best client and that sort of thing. But often I see particularly business owners overdo this. So they go they go a bit too far. For example, wearing a, a tie and a suit jacket for, for the gentleman or for the guys when they typically would never wear that to a business meeting or to a to a meeting with a client. So, you know, where do you balance that between, you know, what you would actually wear every day versus looking your best on camera? Yeah, I think you you have to take a little bit of judgment with that. Um, you know, yes, you may wear a suit and a tie, you know, once a year, but if, you know, 80% of the time that's not what you're wearing, well then, you know, err on the side of what's what feels comfortable and natural for you as well. Because the important thing is you want to feel comfortable when you're up there presenting. You want it to reflect authentically who you are. So I think that's that's the key there. But, you know, but in, in a good light. Yeah. And my tip is for the the women out there is don't overdo your makeup. You know, the idea of yeah, I, I often you might get this too as well, Jeff, where people go they kind of go stage makeup on us because <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm going to be on camera. I need to like put on five times as much makeup as as I normally would. Uh, do you ever get that? <laughs> uh, occasionally, occasionally, not too often, not too often. Yeah. Okay, cool. So look your best. Um, tip number four is leverage graphics and on screen text to engage your viewer. Well, as I think most people know these days, or hopefully they do, about 85% of videos watched online these days are watched to mute. So if you're able to use um, on-screen text, you've got more chance of, of keeping people engaged with what's going on. And as we were saying before, you know, especially if you use that at the beginning of the video, it can capture their attention and you can use it just to emphasize points along the way. So it doesn't have to just be a, a narrative or a commentary. It can, it can be reinforce with these text messages along the way it just adds extra impact and you can do those graphically so they really punch out and add, add more dynamic interest to the video yeah what i love about that is you're highlighting that it doesn't need to be the full transcript or the full caption text in all cases like sometimes depending on the type of video the style of video and the intended distribution platform for your video sometimes just emphasizing key points is enough for someone to get the message or more importantly, in some cases, to encourage them to actually, you know, click to play and enable the sound on that video um, so that you can get better engagement. So I think, um, you know, and we've talked on this podcast before around burnt-in captions and using various tools to put the, you know, the, the transcript or the captions burnt into the videos, which is very effective on certain platforms, but it's not always completely necessary, right? Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. Sometimes it can just be, and when you do it this way with graphics that, you know, are punching out or whatnot, it, it looks like it's part of the video, but as you say, it can be the hook you need to get them to go, actually, I, I'm, I'm liking what they're saying here. What's the, let me, let me plug the headphones in and listen properly. Yeah, cool. And in tip number five, you talk about being regular with your videos to build your audience. So what do you mean by that? Well, I think some people are still in the mindset that, um, a video is, I'm going to make a promotional video as if like 
then my job is done and all the business is going to come flooding through my doors. And it's like video is no longer just a promotional tool. It's very much an ongoing business engagement tool. And there are so many ways that you can be using videos every day to engage your community and build your audience. So if you are looking to use video as a strategy, then plan it as a strategy. Think of the different ways that you can share information with your audience and, and look at planning and doing it regularly. The more often you can do the content, you're going to build an audience, you're going to build trust, you're going to build amazing credibility. For some reason, if people see you on a video, they think you're an expert and they, and they, they get excited when they meet you in the street. and It's, it's quite bizarre. Um, but yeah, if you can do it regularly, what I love doing is... Um, encouraging people to share valuable uh, information, helpful tips, which position them as somebody who knows their topic, they know their industry, and they're generous with their information. And there's that word that you say better than I do, reciprocity. <laughs> reciprocity. Thank you. Nailed it. You could, yeah, I knew you could do it. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, I think that that can really build your audience. It can build your credibility. Um, but yeah, plan to do it regularly. So, if, but it, you know, if you can if you can do it once a week, do it, you know, commit to that. And that means you're probably going to have to have a few in the um, in the back end there to to roll out when you're not able to do it. But if you can't do it once a week, but you can do it once a month, then commit to that. You know, get twelve done. You can probably do those in um, in you know two stages or whatever over the year but just that regular um output is going to build trust people know to expect the content coming from you same as when you're doing a podcast you know if you're releasing podcasts once every six or 12 months people start to drift off and, and don't come back but if you're doing it regularly they know to expect it they know to look forward to it and, and you build that audience people start talking about it and they share it and yeah it's, it's a great way to um to build the business yeah and i think what's so important about that is recognizing that good video marketing these days is based on good content marketing and good content marketing is about showing up for your audience on a regular basis, providing value, building relationships over time so that you can position yourself as an expert or as a trusted provider or supplier or whatever it may be. Um, rather than just constantly kind of prospecting for new customers, you're actually able to, through your content, through your video marketing, um, build relationships and just like you know human relationships that happens through regular constant valuable contact right yeah. um yeah absolutely and i think the other side to that is how difficult consistency and regularity can be with a video strategy and you mentioned there the idea of batching videos as well of actually not you know releasing one video a week and then producing one video a week, you're actually going to sit down and produce a batch of videos in one hit so that you can be more consistent and regular in the distribution of those videos, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that might mean you'll, you'll do it every quarter or every six months, but you do a batch of them and then you, you roll them out and release them as they go. Cool. Love it. You talk about videos can be simple, can be really simple. And as a production company, I'm interested to hear your take on this. Well, I think a lot of people, um, yeah, get freaked out by it. They think, oh, this is going to be expensive. It's going to be, um, you know, I've got to present on camera and that's going to freak me out and I'm not a good presenter, so I won't do it and they, they steer away. But you can still create content, which is video content, which is going to earn you those SEO points um, by really simple things. You know, it could be a, um, a PowerPoint slideshow that you convert into a video with a simple 30-second voice track to it. Um, it can be just these some simple, simple graphics on screen that you can send off to somebody to Fiverr to do and, and put a, you know, a, a soundtrack to it. So there's plenty of options out there to create video content that don't require cameras. 
Um, it doesn't require filming, but it can be done by screen capturing or outputting from slides and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there's, if you are worried, if you're one of those people who's thinking, I know I need video content, but I'm not comfortable, you know, doing it, this is the, a way to sort of dip your toe in the, in the water and, and start with the process. And there are also many easy-to-use online-based apps as well that can create yeah. video for you. Um, you know, one that we've had on this show before is is Wave.video, which makes it yeah. very simple for people to just create videos um, and tap into a stock library and so on. But what I would caution against with, with those sorts of videos is if a video strategy 100% convinced is con contains those sorts of videos, then the danger is lacking that human element. So I think you would probably agree with me here, Jeff, that when you can get over the barriers to being on camera and even just using your smartphone, just create some simple videos with a person from your business on camera, it is going to be more effective at building that relationship, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's where you can build rapport with your audience, where they get to see you and hear from you. And, you know, as you know, if, if a lot of people aren't comfortable presenting, but if you do it interview style, that's where you can get that really authentic sort of person coming through when they start to relax and they just have a chat about what they do and why they love doing what they do. And you can really extract that from it. So there are ways to, you know, showcase the, um, uh, the leadership of the team uh, without it being too excruciating. <laughs> Yeah, but importantly with that tip is it's not letting the perceived complexity of video production be a barrier to actually getting something done. Just keep and it I simple. Yeah, and I think, you know, recognise it's a start or it's it's um, complements a whole other strategy. It's not the whole solution, but it's it's a way to um, to create some content. Cool, love it. Tip number seven is always know your purpose. Well, I think you'd like this one. So this is all very much about your strategy. So, uh, you know, I've had conversations with clients and or prospective clients. So they go, oh, we need a video. Okay, well, okay, why, why do you want it? Oh, because our competitors have got one. And it's like, no, 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 that's, that's not a strategy. That's a reaction. You know, what, what are you actually trying to achieve here? And sometimes they don't know. They actually have no idea. Well, everyone needs videos these days. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, what's your message you want to get across? So, um, I actually had a funny story years ago, if I could just go off on a tangent here about yeah. um, down in Sydney, we have the RTA, it's now the Roads and Maritime Services, where you get your license renewed. And I got a phone call from this this chap who was working in the digital marketing team for the RTA saying, oh, we want to make a video. And I said, okay, yeah, well, and what's, what, you know, what, what's it about? Why do you want to make a video? Oh, well, we want it to go viral. I went, okay, yeah. all right. And so, well, well why, okay, so why do you want it uh, why do you want it to go viral? It's just, oh, so, so it goes viral. Okay. Well, well, what's, what's the purpose of the video? You know, what are you trying to achieve? Oh, it needs to be viral. And it's like, okay, what, like, what's the message? What's the information you want to get across to people? Oh, they need to renew their license at the RTA office. I'm thinking, I haven't got a choice. Where else are they going to do it? And I'm like, I'm thinking this is insane. And it was just circular conversation. This guy obviously wanted to get some runs on the board having a viral video and he had a terrible concept. But anyway, it, um, I, I was stuck in this place of do I take the government's money that I've paid my taxes for to make a terrible video for this guy or do I hope that it never gets made and my taxpayer's money goes to something better? Uh, which I think is the the option I chose because I just couldn't put my heart into that. It was just such a um, it was lacking it was lacking any real purpose. Um, so I think the purpose is 
something that you ideally can measure. So it's it's more than just getting views. It's, you know, okay, once, once they watch the video, what is the action you want them to take? What's the next step that you need them to take after the watching the video? So it may not be a sale. It may not be a conversion, but it may be they then download something or they register for an event or they donate money um, or they, you know, apply to work for your company. It might be a recruitment video. But it's, it's having that clarity on, on what the next step is. And sometimes, like I, I did a video for a, a mate of mine who had a, um, an event which was um, this black dog ride. They ride around Australia and they raise awareness for mental illness. And he wanted to make a video to promote this upcoming event. And I said, okay, well, let's understand that that event's coming up in six months' time. The chances are of anybody registering after, after this is not that likely. But how about we establish that what we want them to do after watching this event is to register their interest so that we can then keep in touch with them and keep engaged with them because that's the logical next step. It's too early for them to commit. So we don't want to miss the opportunity of them watching the video and being engaged with it. So, but what do we, what's a realistic outcome that we want them to have from watching it? So, it, you know, it's, it's all about that strategy. Where, what's the next step you want people to take and what's, what are they likely to take and then Ideally, how do you measure that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to understanding a goal for a particular video, I recommend that they can that, that a business considers the journey that someone's going to go on to take the desired end action, whether that be make a purchase or or subscribe to something or or join the ride or whatever it may be. When you when you kind of map out the various stages of that potential journey someone's going to go on, you can see and start to be clearer on where this video, this particular piece of video fits. If it's right at the start of that journey, it's a bit of a leap to expect them to watch this video and then be at the end of the journey, whatever that end of that journey looks like. So you need to, like you said there, really get clear on what the next step is. And that leads us to tip number eight, which is have your next steps in place. So let's expand on that further. Yeah, well, sure. I look and another, just tying that in, um, another next step might be, I've actually got a 15 minute video that I want them to watch, but I'll do a a 30 second or a 60 second teaser, which then if they follow that and they're interested to know more, they'll click on the next one. So the next, have your next steps in place is about making sure that you've got all the assets that you need them to to access set up and ready to go. You don't want to go through all this work of doing all this, getting engagement with this video, and then when they click on the next thing, they can't download the download. They can't book to the event. They can't donate money. My um, my wife works in a um, cruise company, and they'll have things where the marketing department, she works in the sales team, the marketing department will put on some big thing. Well, this is a company she used to work for, not the one she's now at but they wouldn't tell the sales team that there was this big promotion going on. So suddenly the sales team are getting inundated with all this call. They're under-resourced. Nobody knows what the information is. And there's no way, you know, they've done all this great work to get this engagement and get this audience um, to take the next step. But the people there who, who have to respond to that aren't, aren't prepared. They haven't been briefed on what's going on. They, they haven't got the resources necessary to do it. So, yeah, it's just, you know, being aware of the whole funnel um, and the whole step process and making sure everything is lined up, ready to, ready to go. You don't want to disappoint somebody that you've managed to capture their attention and manage to bind to the promise of what you're offering and then just let them down because you haven't got the next bits lined up. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake I see people make in this area is having too many steps or too many actions needed to be taken. 
um, to actually take the action that you want them to take. For example, uh, you know, having a call to action at the end of a video of, you know, go to this page on the website, click this button, download this thing, um, call this number, all these kind of steps that you're trying to communicate that you want people to do, which just means that people aren't going to take that action. You need it to be one click you know, yeah. or as many, as minimal clicks as you can. Right? I heard something the other day. It was, you know, be aware of the friction in your, in your sales process. You know, what are those friction points that you can smooth out? So you make it as easy as possible for people to do what you need them to do. Yeah. And just on this as well, the other thing is that as video marketers, as video strategists, I think that's a critical thing that we need to ensure is in place is the idea that it, we can make the videos do what they need to do. But if the action that needs to be taken can't be done or if there is some disconnect, you know, the landing pages is dodgy or isn't set up properly or the form that you want them to fill out is really unappealing and looks untrustworthy. So any trust built in the video when they get to the website that you've driven them to from the video, if that's not set up right or isn't functioning right or doesn't look right or isn't connected to the brand or the, the video, then you're going to start to lose people there. So it's you might think that the video is not effective, but what the video is doing its job, but it's the other steps that have been kind of ignored or forgotten about that are potentially failing in the strategy. So I think that's an important thing to point out there as well. Mm -hmm. So we go then on to step number nine as we're getting close to the end here and have a clear distribution strategy. Yeah, so um, a lot, I had a phone call this morning uh, and a lady says, oh, I'm getting a new website. I need a video for the website. And I said, you know, that's, that's one of 20, 25 ways I recommend to distribute your videos. So it's, it's thinking broader about how you're going to get this video out to market and where can you find your audience? Because just thinking I'll put it on YouTube or I'll put it on the website and then the job's done is a recipe for disaster. Um, as, as you know, and I'm sure you talk about all the time, it's, it's very much about what are the other ways I can distribute this? How can I really leverage this video? You know, what, who are the different people that can show, share this for me as well? Because it's not just your audience, but who else? You know, sometimes um, you might have interviewed somebody who's got a great following, leverage their audience as well. Um, I encourage people to put videos in their email signature so that every time an email is sent out from their organization, somebody's getting a link to, a, um, to your video, which they're not all going to click on, but you know, you're going to get a lot more engagement by doing that than if you didn't do it. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's plenty of ways to, to share your videos. Think about those, think about what's the right ones for your engagement strategy at that point um, and really plan it out so that it doesn't just sit gathering digital dust somewhere. Yeah. And no, I mean, we could, talk for an hour or two on distribution strategy alone, I'm sure. So we won't go too deep into that today. But I think the important thing that you pulled out there is the idea that don't just use your video in one way, you know, look for ways to uh, leverage that video across various platforms and various distribution mechanisms in order to get it in front of the right people at the right time. And I think, you know, at its simplest form, that's what having a distribution strategy is all about, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And in closing here, your last tip, tip number 10, is measure the engagement. Talk to us about that, Jeff. 
So this is where we come back to point one. You know, what's the purpose? What are you actually measuring here? So if the purpose was to get people to register for a bike ride that's coming up in six months' time, you know, how many registrations did you get? Or how many how many people have, have had expressed interest in, in staying in touch, you know? So be clear on what that next step is um, and what that purpose of your video is because that's what you're measuring. You're not measuring the number of views. That's going to be, um, you know, interesting to see. But, that you know, on Facebook that's totally manipulated because it's three seconds and it's not really telling you the truth of what's going on. Um, but, yeah, you want to see how people, is it actually working and, and what, what needs to be tweaked as a result. So what's working, perhaps what's not working. Um, you know, is there, is there something in the process that's falling over? So you might get people, you can see they're landing on a page after watching the video, but then they're not filling in the form. So, okay, the video has done its job, but what's going on with the form? What's, what's happening there that's, that's scaring them off? So, yeah, keep track of it, measure it, and then tweak it accordingly. Just um, learn from what, what's, what's going on. If it's working, then escalate it, do more of it. Yeah, and what's so important about what you've, what you've said there, Jeff, is, is what I talk about is this idea of measuring the metrics that matter. So it's not just about looking at all the available metrics based on whatever distribution platform you're using because that can be overwhelming. You know, you can see so much data about, online video content, depending on the platform, but be strategic about identifying what metrics matter to this video. And like you say, it may not be views. It, it may be where, you know, views don't matter as much as retention. So how long someone's actually watched the video for? It, it may be that you only need a small number of views with a high amount of retention, but you actually need those to be the right people so that they actually buy the product that might be a high value product, for example, you, you don't yeah. need to go viral if you're trying to sell to, you know, five people a month, for example. Um, yeah. That's, you know, just one example of understanding the metrics that matter and applying that when it comes to the way you're thinking about your video strategy. Any final views on metrics before we wrap up here, Jeff? Oh, look, I'm sure you've covered it uh, many times, Ben. Um, no, but I think it's just having that clarity of what are you really measuring? You know, what's and that, you know, it just helps you then frame your whole strategy when you're clear on what you're actually trying to achieve um, because it's not just about the views. It's actually about something else, the action that you want people to take after watching the videos. Yeah, cool. Love it. And I love the uh, rapid fire way we've broken down those 10 tips. And I know uh, for listeners, if they want to pick up a copy of, of your book, uh, there's a lot more tips in there as well. But before I get you to shout out how people can get a copy of that, I just want to in summary, just recap for people. So tip number one was start quickly, get straight into it. And then you talked about getting creative with particularly with that hook, with those opening seconds, look your best, dress appropriately. Um, make sure that you're aligning what you're wearing to, uh, you know, the, the way that you want to position yourself and your brand on the business, leverage graphics and on-screen text. We talked about regularity to your video strategy, keeping it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. Know your purpose, have a clear goal in mind for your video. Have next steps in place, really identify what the next things are that you want people to do and making sure it's set up properly so that people can actually take those actions without barriers in the way. And then uh, tip number nine was have a clear distribution strategy and tip number 10, measure engagement. Awesome, love that. I think that's really <laughs> actionable for people. Thanks for sharing and Jeff- where can people get a copy of Watch Me Now, your uh, your most recently released book? 
They can go to uh, jeffanderson.com.au. That's G-E-O-F-F-Anderson.com.au and just click on the books tab there. You can access both the books from there. And if you order via PayPal, you'll get a personalised signed copy from me. Love it. Cool. Um, so, Jeff, thanks very much and uh, and good luck with everything you're doing with Sonic Sight and thanks for joining me on the show today. I encourage everyone to connect with Jeff, learn more from what he's got going on and grab a copy of the book, Jeff Anderson com.au thanks Jeff. thanks very much ben it's been great chatting with you cool take care so there you go what did you think of today's episode hopefully there was some nuggets in there that either reminded you of something that you should be doing in your video marketing or maybe there were some new ideas that you hadn't considered doing before Either way, let me know. I'd love for you to reach out at engage underscore Ben on Twitter or Instagram, send me a direct message or tag me in any way and let me know that you've listened. Now, of course, I appreciate any ratings and reviews on your podcast player of choice. So if you have been listening to this show for a while and haven't yet left a rating and a review, I would really appreciate if you can just take five minutes and do that right now after listening to this episode. Now, the links to Jeff and how to get his book and everything that we talked about in this episode are at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 115. And that's it from me for today. Thanks again for listening to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you do better video marketing to grow your business. So until next week, have an awesome week, and we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Podcast.